Hello everyone, here is Daniel Abdai with a new episode of our e-commerce podcast and uh, today I'm here with Clive and uh, he's uh, one of the founders of uh, Vegano and uh, he's originally from India and this brand, this uh, business, this store is uh, one of the biggest vegan food stores in India and uh, he's uh, based in the Netherlands in Europe but his team is in India and the business operates in India so interesting story today I think we don't speak much about the Indian market so I think that's that's a country where we should be very open and you know hear more about so hey Clive how are you today I'm good thanks Daniel what about you yeah yeah, I'm doing great thanks Um, so Let's start your story with, you know, with the, with the beginnings, let's say. So when did you come up with the idea of this business? Are you the only founder or there are co-founders? And, uh, and when did you start the company? Yeah. So I'll start from the start, of course. Uh, so I, I've been a hardcore meat eater and a dairy consumer all my life. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, just like most people and growing up, meat and dairy were, you know, just a part of everyday meals. And uh, but I was always an animal lover. I've always had pets. You know, I, I, I would always, you know, probably outside the house, play with animals. And probably when I was 20, 21, obviously, the Internet started, you know, getting used a lot more uh, in the last decade or so. So that's when I started researching on what really happens in these industries maybe i came across a video or something on those lines i don't recollect but the more i researched i probably saw more than a thousand videos read so many articles you know and a lot of research even went to some nearby farms and sort of uh, and it just drove me to the obvious conclusion that this is not the way we want to live uh, going forward at least me personally I decided not to pay a single penny to the meat industry after that day. And I quit meat immediately. Uh, and of course, in a couple of years, I even found out that dairy and all other industries are just the same. They're just uh, supplementary to the meat industry. We don't treat them as bad. But in reality, what animals go through is exactly the same, uh, whether it's you know one industry or the other. So... That's when I became vegan. So that's been around six to seven years since I completely became vegan. I I was in Abu Dhabi for a couple of years and then I moved to the Netherlands. Uh, And during this time, I started doing a lot of activism. Basically, I started talking to people on the streets of Amsterdam as well as sometimes in India around why they were still addicted to the taste of meat or dairy and why, you know, people couldn't stop uh, using those. So the, the thing I found out that it was mainly two things. One, uh, the lack of awareness that people don't know this happens. I myself consumed meat and dairy all these years uh, despite being an animal lover. So I totally understand where people come from. And the second thing was uh, the lack of availability or accessibility or just being aware that these products actually exist. So then I got down to thinking around what could I do where I can bring about a change Uh, which could help me take my activism to the next level and also create a business, which is something I've always wanted to do. Um, So yeah, that's when I zeroed down on a marketplace because I thought this is something where I can actually enter the homes of people through, you know, the foods that they buy three times a day and where people can actually make a difference. So that was the whole concept uh, behind creating a vegan marketplace. India is a country of 1.3 billion people. So it's a massive market. 
dairy consumption is probably the highest in the world and contrary to what people believe people think india is a vegetarian country but that's far from reality of course people predominantly mm-hmm. eat vegetarian but 70% of the country eats non vegetarian food could be in smaller portions or higher portions maybe not in portions like uh, it happens in the us but yeah they, they still eat meat and dairy and eggs so yeah india is a big market and then i thought it makes sense that you know i start from home uh, given that uh, you know i understand the people i understand the diet i understand everything and that's when i sort of launched vegano.com uh and i was bootstrapped so which means uh, you know for the first 3 years i was the sole founder with the team in india and just this year i've had two other co-founders joining the company one of them managing the operations and the other one uh, for distribution uh, so yeah so currently it's just the three of us driving the business along with our team mm-hmm. all right and uh, yeah lots of questions just came up for you know for me and for the listeners as well i guess so um before we talk about the, the marketing side so just to you know get some knowledge about indian population like you said they consume meat and when i want to eat vegan i also go to indian places many times yeah. but what meat uh, do they consume usually it's a lot of chicken uh uh-huh. in it's a lot of chicken across the country that is common in mm-hmm. every city and state almost uh then uh, there is lamb and you know there there is beef in certain parts of the country even though in some others it's a taboo but it's mm-hmm. still consumed quite widely and fish again is a staple in a lot of cities and places and again throughout the country so mm-hmm. you know the, the fact that the west often refers to india as a vegetarian country it's just it's partially true because there are a lot of vegetarian options but mm-hmm. what happens is you know you are plates maybe 80% filled with vegetables rice and all of that but there might still be a 20% portion where there is meat in yeah. it so the quantum of meat might be lesser at a per capita level but ultimately i mean an animal is still being killed for your plate and at a scale of 1.3 billion people uh, 70% even if they consume meat let's say a couple of days a week that's a big 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 meat market yeah yeah So you mentioned the meat industry the dairy industry and is there anything else uh and yeah, other is, maybe the fishing industry ev- yeah every industry that exploits animals is you know ultimately the same it could be mm-hmm. a wool leather silk honey uh, mm-hmm. and you know any other industry that you can think of that uses animals to sort of create products uh, i mean mm-hmm. ultimately it's all exploitative in nature right because you're artificially breeding the animals exploiting them till you know sort of you they're of use to you and of mm-hmm. course ultimately they get killed by the most uh, horrific ways in in 99% of the cases and that's true globally it's not uh, specific to india though yeah 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 and uh, you mentioned the two co-founders joined uh, so one manages the operations right and the other is the di- distribution and and what is your role at the moment you focus more on the marketing and sales or something else yeah as the ceo i obviously have to look at everything and you know mm-hmm. but of course the main focus is more on marketing and strategy mm-hmm. uh, along with the team and of course i have to keep my foot on all uh, parts just because you know we're we're still growing we're still a startup you know we're not at that stage where you know we'll have these silos of different teams right now it's we're still at that stage where everyone needs to be good at everything of course we have our own speciality so at my end it's more around 
sort of yeah the the marketing aspect and basically driving the ideas in terms of how we can grow uh, forward and of course then we combined uh, together we sort of uh, managed mm-hmm. the uh, the way ahead yeah if uh, anyone goes to your website and you can because i will put the link into the description you will see that you sell uh, cheaper products more expensive products but i think uh, it can compete with uh, any local stores in in india so now we are not talking about something expensive it's a very affordable price i think what i could see uh, i used to work with indian clients so i have some knowledge about prices there as well and uh, yeah i'm wondering how you how you you know how you get the products do you have any uh, your own brands as well or or your own products or all of them they come from manufacturers how that is how the distribution is managed basically yeah um so a couple of things one of course price like you mentioned is obviously a big factor it's probably the most important factor uh, when it comes to consumption you know uh, uh, from a customer's point of view uh, of course we are not yet there in terms of complete price parity but that's also a function of demand right uh, the dairy and meat industries have been around for decades and centuries right and hence obviously the demand is massive the distribution is quite well planned and it's already there there are organized and unorganized sectors as well uh, but when it comes to these plant based vegan products you know most of the brands have just started in the last 5 years the demand is still growing of course there are few that might be around longer but again people don't sort of i think before 5 or 10 years back people had probably not even heard of the term vegan or the fact that there was so much cruelty in these uh, sort of industries people were just vegetarian maybe because of their religion or because their parents brought them up but now the times have changed people may be a non vegetarian or a vegetarian or some other uh, you know dietary uh, sort of beliefs but yeah the people turn vegan once they figure out the health benefits the environmental benefits and of course animal uh, cruelty being caused in these industries which is of course the most important part um yeah and uh, yeah so so i think yeah price like i said is uh, still not right up there but in some cases it's quite close it's getting there another thing that might be news to a lot of people is that the reason these industries have such competitive prices when i say these industries i mean all of them meat dairy leather silk wool is because most of these industries get subsidies from the governments at every stage right and not just in india again this is a global thing you get subsidies not necessarily for the final product but it could be for ingredients that go into you know the manufacturing process maybe you know for certain other food items that go into feeding these animals to breed them there's uh, subsidies at every stage right so those subsidies also does get passed on to customers whereas in the plant based or vegan segments because these are so new these are just still developing the governments don't subsidize them yet because it's not that big a market right so that makes it difficult for vegan products to be at a very competitive price of course it will happen with time but yeah it's just a function of demand and supply right so that's one uh, and secondly in terms of our products uh when i was starting vegano i mean the first thing i came across i of course for a couple of weeks i kept contacting hundreds and maybe even a thousand different brands to figure out what was there in the market what's not and i figured these brands already existed 
it's just that we had never heard about them right mm-hmm. so i thought given that i did not have a product or an fmcg background it just made sense for me to first create a marketplace where these brands can be acquired because if you go to amazon or you know the bigger players these products get lost in the thousands and millions of products that already exist which might be cheaper because you know they're just maybe made in china or they're just you know animal products or anything so these brands get lost somewhere right so the idea was here when you come on vegano you can just blindly click on any product and you know it's going to be vegan you know it's going to be free from any animal products it's going to help yourself your planet the planet and yeah you, you'll just feel good about your choices right uh, so yeah right now we don't manufacture anything at all these are all from brands that already exist and these brands might be either manufacturing it themselves or they might be having uh, contracts with third party manufacturers uh we just have one single product at this point which is more like a trial which is nutritional yeast but yeah mm-hmm. the plan is once we get to a scale where we are present in multiple cities we would want to launch our own range of plant based meats and dairy alternatives but it only makes sense if you know we have an audience to cater to right so so that's yeah. something we definitely will get to but that's more maybe a uh, at a in a span of maybe 1 to 2 years mm mm-hmm. mm-hmm. yeah yeah and also india is a huge country so uh, anyone can order from india from any cities or or it's not possible yet yeah good question so a lot of our products are ambient which means you know they're shelf stable you can just courier them from any part of the country to anywhere else so we do service 26000 pin codes across india whatever uh, pin codes the courier companies are able to deliver but of course when it comes to the frozen and refrigerated categories uh 80% of our sales let's say in these categories come from mumbai and bengaluru because that's where we have our fulfillment centers and of course in certain other cities uh, where we have tie ups with our partners we are able to fulfill there as well but yeah uh, the plan of course is that in the next uh, 6 to 12 months we open up in two to three more uh, cities in uh, the country so that way we will be able to cater to the uh, urban audience and eventually in future we would look at you know the smaller cities as well mm-hmm. makes sense okay um let's talk about the marketing side of things so how do you get customers um yeah. i think the vegan community usually they are you know tied together i mean uh they are it's a strong community right yeah. so i think that's definitely helpful for for your marketing efforts but how do you get more eyeballs because as you said amazon is big in india and i'm sure there are other big uh, stores yeah. as well and uh, there are a lot of products there but you know i know it's not easy to get eyeballs but how how do you do it in india sure yeah it, it, it's something we're still trying to figure out we've not mastered it yet of course but it's it, you know it's a long journey marketing in itself is like a, a big 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 wide ocean there uh, but yeah we, what we do is a couple of things one of course is you know we're always Uh, doing a lot of google uh, sort of campaigns which means we're trying to get the right keywords set up the right campaigns because we know people are looking for meats or people let's say let's say you could be lactose intolerant maybe you're not looking for my product but maybe you're just looking for something that can you know that you can replace your dairy milk with you know uh, during uh, you know when you're having a breakfast you just want to have tea so what happens is people end up you know seeing maybe an oat milk or an almond milk and they tried maybe they don't even know about veganism but they uh, you know just 
because of their need for a lactose intolerant uh, sort of milk or dairy free milk they land up on our platforms that's one that's of course the customers who just end up by accident but our main focus is of course for people who are looking to transition you know you could call them flexitarians you could call them transitioning vegans you could just call them people who are vegetarians or non vegetarians but with uh, but those who want to make conscious or sustainable choices so these are people who are always you know trying to actively change their dietary habits so yeah we we're trying to reach them through of course a lot of keywords ads on google uh, instagram and facebook ads of course is something that mm-hmm. we also do uh, quite actively and something that has worked for us is of course emailers and whatsapp campaigns too so this is something that we do quite regularly probably around 3 emails uh, a week to our entire customer customer base we obviously don't want to spam customers too much so we limit it to just any new launches offers and of course any uh, sort of festivals or any sales that we may have and of course uh, then whatsapp campaigns serve as a good complimentary tool to remind customers of what's happening or what's new on our platform so these are mainly the things we do mm-hmm. uh, besides that we we are also available at, sometimes at physical events we are an online store we do, so we don't really sort of have physical retail outlets yet uh, but yeah so but we do land up in just some physical events so that people sort of can see us mm-hmm. and maybe even try out a lot of our products so these are that we mainly do in terms of uh, marketing and besides that like you rightly said earlier uh, the vegan community is quite strong so they they like to speak about it because obviously most of them come from a place of you know passion uh, for the cause so they do like to tell their friends or if someone's a new vegan they do direct them to us or maybe even our competitors uh, but yeah th- that's how you know the community is and it's very small right now but it's also growing at a fast pace as people get more and more educated Yeah, makes sense. So it sounds like those people are the main audience who are transitioning into veganism, right? And how about those vegans who've been in this for 10 years? They already have established uh, um you know, foods or meals that they buy, so it's harder to target them. What do you think? Good point. Uh yeah, so 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 that's very true. So a lot of people who've turned vegan a long time back uh at times they've tried it all. like you said so you know they're not really keen on trying all kinds of different products i mean some may some may not but a lot of them have their set places of where to buy things from right so it does become a challenge but of course that's the whole point with all our outreaches to them with emailers and sort of uh, subscriptions and you know other campaigns that we do so we do also do a lot of Uh, calling uh, you know to our customers to sort of understand their preferences it can get difficult to break such customers but at the same time uh, even if we are not able to win such a customer what we are able to win is the fact that these customers can become good referrals to others you know to other people who uh, might just be entering veganism or you know transitioning and one thing i would like to add is 75 to 80% of our customers may not even be vegan Okay. and they may not even be transitioning vegans for that matter because yeah. uh, what happens is you may not entirely be in a space where you want to be vegan but you might just want to reduce your meat consumption right so i wouldn't even call them like transitioning vegans but yeah but they just or or maybe you just want to reduce your dairy consumption due to health issues or maybe you just want to uh you know you you've read about some article on what happens in the chicken industry and you just want to reduce your uh, sort of uh, chicken intake right but these are the customers who we educate gradually through let's say 
outreaches through our social media through our uh, emailers and campaigns and then these guys get educated and in, in future yes they may transition to the stage of a transitioning vegan right if they agree to yeah. the cause if they connect to the cause but yeah it's it's very difficult it's very difficult to change what someone does uh, three times a day inside their own house you really don't have controls but all we can do is plant a seed in their mind and that's what we try to we of course plant a seed in their mind then of course it's a function of their internet what they see on tv the people they speak to and all these things can someday you know hopefully uh you know reignite the fire that you know okay this is something that i can also do this is something that i was probably told by clive 6 months back and maybe they'll you know take a small step it's it's probably one of the most difficult things to do in this world to change how someone eats because yeah. that yeah, is yeah. a function of uh how you grew up that is a function of culture tradition uh it's a function of your health it's a function of so many things just your taste buds it's just a function of that and and price as well right so there are so many things i could yeah. win one point but that does not mean i can still uh, you know sort of convince you on all the others but yeah what, so what we try to do is we try to keep it simple we're just focusing first on the fact that you know you're able to help animals because 80% or maybe even 90% of the world claims to love animals in some form or the other right we may not all be animal lovers but Uh, to 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 the extent that i am but uh, if, if someone sees someone hitting a dog I, i'm sure 9 out of 10 people will at least try and stop that person and be like hey don't hit the dog but when yeah, the same yeah. thing happens to a chicken behind closed doors no one cares right so that's the connection we are trying to help people make yeah 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 and you mentioned those people who are uh, you know still eat meat but they uh, are open and they consume vegan products i am one of yeah. them by the way uh I I went to a doctor recently and he asked me if I'm lactose intolerant and I told him I don't know because I don't eat any milk and I eat just some hard cheese but it doesn't have any lactose so uh, I just eat I just drink oat milk and uh, coconut milk for a while and uh, I just don't know if I'm lactose intolerant I I don't consume milk so uh, and, 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 yeah and, and when you talk about milk it's really simple right it's just one sentence we are not calves we are not baby cows it's as simple as that a dog's milk is for her puppy a rat's milk is for her baby yeah, yeah, a human yeah. mother's milk is for us and yeah. you know a cow's milk is for her calf that's just how scientifically things were born uh, things were made and you know how things should have been until one fine day someone realized this was a great way to make money yeah 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 and i know these companies they have a lobby um I really like one company it's called Oatly it's a Swedish company and uh, their marketing is also really on point they I think they really stand out on a very crowded market and um their marketing is sometimes a bit strange in my opinion but it's good for them it it makes a good fame for them and also the product is re- really good I think uh, taste taste is really important like you know it can be cheap or expensive or you can have different habits as you said different environment but the, if the taste is good then i think you won the half of the of the game here so taste is 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 important and Absolutely. yeah important for people um yeah what are your uh, plans in the next few years uh, do you want to stay in india maybe 
you know, are you looking for any other countries? Uh, uh, do you want to come up with your own products? So what are your plans now, the next few years? Yeah, yeah for the next few years, we'll definitely look to expand in India. I think India in itself is one seventh of the world, you know, in terms of population. Yeah. So there's yeah, yeah. really no need at this stage for us to look outside. Of course, it's not something that we've totally written off. If the opportunity comes, we are also passively thinking about it, but it's not something that's our primary focus. Uh, the first thing, if we can simply, rep- I mean, uh, solve this or even get, I don't know, like 30% of the country to eat predominantly vegan, right? Without being a vegan, but just predominantly eat vegan, that in itself will be such a big uh, difference to, you know, the demand for meat and dairy products, right? So, of course, it's hard to put a number to these things. But yeah, I think it's more about just going one person at a time and hopefully get to that scale where we can influence thousands and maybe even millions. Um, But yeah, in terms of our strategy for the next few years, like I said, uh, to begin with, for the next year, we'll be looking to get into a couple of more cities. Of course, the urban cities are obviously the, the, the first places we need to be because that is where the more educated, the more aware audience exists, mm-hmm. right? Of course, in rural areas, they may not really be as aware. Of course, they may be aware, but again, like that level of uh, awareness would differ between someone in an urban area. And also because the consumption of a person in an urban city is a lot more, right? A person who lives a simple life in a village will probably not be having the McDonald's and the KFCs as often mm-hmm. as someone you know, in, in uh, a city, right? So the, the the real chance to make an impact, of course, is first on the urban cities and then you gradually go down into tier twos and finally villages if and when that happens. Uh, mm-hmm. And yeah, uh, so, so that, that's what we are looking at in the next couple of years. And of course, uh, while we do that, once we're able to be leaders in those five or six cities uh, that we enter, that's when we would hope to launch our own range of plant-based meats and dairy alternatives. Then, then we already have a set customer base. We can already provide same-day deliveries, next-day deliveries in all these uh, cities because people are obviously getting spoiled for choice in today's times with the 10-minute deliveries and 15-minute deliveries because that's come to India as well. Of course, we're, we're not fighting with those uh, uh we're not competing with the 10 minute deliveries because that's not our model uh, people can surely wait for 24 hours to eat you know regular food these are not medicines or something that needs yeah. to be delivered in 10 minutes uh, so we're not competing in that space anyways and uh, yeah our, our focus is just to give a good customer experience and of course to help customers understand what we're on and of course make uh, choices along the way yeah Makes sense. You mentioned email and WhatsApp marketing. I'm wondering how do you use those channels at the moment? Yeah. Yeah. So we do a uh, sort of mix and match. We use, uh, since we are, our platform is based on Shopify, we do use a lot of Shopify emailers because, you know, it just turns to be you know quite convenient and it's cost efficient as well. And we also use other platforms like Clavio. Uh, Uh, once in a while i think omni send again but mainly we've been on shopify email which has done a pretty good job for us so far and uh, for whatsapp we again use this other app called super lemon whatsapp which is a third party app on uh, shopify so we of course send a lot of our uh, notifications uh, through there and uh, yeah i think 
our marketing team is constantly trying to think about what can be most engaging for customers through emailers because uh, we were surprised that you know we were definitely getting better results uh, on emailers than we thought i mean of course the numbers may still not be massive but in terms of conversion and click through rates we see a lot of people landing up on our websites and even if they're not buying but they're still exploring things so that's that's definitely helpful yeah yeah i heard this so many times from business owners that e- email surprised us and uh, i'm happy to hear it um i have one more question to you. what would you Yeah. yeah. And just to Go add, ahead. I mean, I myself, when I see a lot of emails from businesses, I probably don't open most of them, right? Or, or yeah. you know, so so that's why even I was quite skeptical in terms of what the performance would be because in my own experience, I I don't like. It's very difficult to win me from an emailer as a customer, right? But mm-hmm. I'm of course trying the same for my customers, and luckily my customers are probably. better customers than i would be uh, once yeah. so yeah it definitely worked yeah yeah i i i'm the same and when i talk to business owners they they many of them they share the same story that i don't really buy from emails but uh, we are not our ideal customers in many cases and many times i'm on a bus or i i'm at a conference or whatever and i can see people where they scroll and many of them they scroll instagram but many of them they scroll their gmail so I think it's a sign even even young people which is interesting. I have one more question to you so what would be your number one advice to those people who are just starting out their e-commerce platform or business and they are in the food space and uh, you know they they want to sell not something regular let's say but something that is not uh, usual for example vegan food but maybe something else like a specific snack or specific uh, beverage or you know something special yeah uh, by no means am i a business guru i mean you know or uh, but but just from my own experience what i can definitely uh, share is that uh, if you're starting your own venture be prepared every day is going to be a challenge uh, it doesn't end up being as easy or as wonderful as you would think it would be it's it's a difficult journey but at the same time when you see these small little successes that's what you need to sort of take in and channelize uh, you know it, it, it within yourself to get some more energy for the next day it's a rigorous journey but yeah i think you just need to get the basics right one of course would be to understand if there is a market or not right i think entering a space where there is an existing market i think is the easiest way to succeed when i say easy i don't mean like easy i mean just relatively easy uh, but when you enter a space which for which a market doesn't exist at all like the vegan food space of course we have a few competitors but there isn't really a vegan sort of ready market like you would compare it to the meat or the dairy industries right for them there yeah. is a ready market so if you're creating a market or entering a market that has you know that hasn't been proven in that sense it's definitely something you need to take you you need to be very mindful of that you need to be a lot more patient than probably your other counterparts who might be doing other businesses uh, uh day one is always the worst i think when you start off you start off with very high expectations so i think it's also good to be true to yourself you need to realize that you know it's not all about how you start but it's more about how you finish and uh, it's very crucial to also in today's digital times in today's online times and since the world is moving towards online it's very important to keep 
all these tools very close to yourself and if possible start from day one right which is emailers yeah. whatsapp social media all these things i think need to go hand in hand when i started i was not really like i knew about these things but like i said based on my own experience i would not be opening emails so uh, what i just went ahead with was maybe like one email in two months you know it, it was just that low because i thought if i don't open it why would anyone else right so yeah. i think but if if you just get into the practice of being disciplined and just doing the basics right uh, if you need you know just have a mentor with you someone who can just you know someone who's been there done that uh, and just can give you you know a small direction of course you need to still put in all the work uh, but these are things if you are entering a new space i would recommend that you you know have someone with you if you have co-founders great if not you know like i did i mean for the first 3 years i was just solo but yeah just keep talking to people keep getting ideas keep reading a lot of blogs Uh, i think that's also very helpful that's also something i still do once in a while to steal ideas from some blogs and you know something that sounds interesting so i would recommend these things and yeah besides that i think it's totally uh, you know each each person's uh, sort of motivation and passion as to why you're doing it uh, because it doesn't matter if you're entering a new space or an existing one i think if you're motivated enough you can figure it all out yeah 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 those are great words and Thanks uh, Clive for uh, sharing all of these uh, tips and the whole story that you shared today. Also thanks everyone who listened to us today the live stream or in the future the podcast someone listened there and uh, I will put the link of uh, vegano.com in the in the description everyone can find it there. And uh, thanks everyone again who listened to thanks, us Daniel. every every week we come out with two new episodes so stay tuned very exciting interviews and thanks again take care thanks again